welcome. Happy Thursday, Patriot Radio News Hour. One more day till Friday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, the physical delivery of wealth insurance. Gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. And if Alan Greenspan is to be believed, boy, he had some interesting things to say this morning. Uh, right as Jay Powell, this is day two, so I guess they, they had to take a day off. <laughs> so this is his second and last day he's testifying. I want to say it's the Housing, Banking, Urban, something, something committee uh, that he's testifying in front of. Uh, we'll keep you up to speed on that. The website at allamericangold.com, all the social media sites, all the... <laughs> Right. As far as I know, we haven't been kicked out. Uh, yeah, that's how it is anymore now, right? you got to be worried about being banned on social media because you may actually tell the truth once in a while. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Boy, where to begin? Uh, well, Colorado, March the 10th. 11 to 2, the meet and greet. I'm going to feed you. Uh, you can do business, buying, selling, trading, whatever you want to do while we're there. Uh, I want to see everybody there. No mountain hermits. Get out, come down, say hello, put a put a name and a face together. Wendy's going to be there with me. Uh, Sharon and Michael are going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 11 to 2 on March the 10th. Uh, we're open in an office right inside the the studios there at KHNC, the mothership. Uh, uh, we're going to add a second show. That'll come after. After the open house, we'll, we'll have a uh, second show coming up. You know what I really want to see? All of you that have been listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour for years, but you've been buying local. It's okay. You know, I don't like it, right? You should always put it back where you found it. I want to see you guys, especially you guys, to come in. Uh, let's meet each other. Let's talk about it. Let's start doing business together because now you won't have the excuse. You put it back where you found it. Uh, we've been big, big believers in that. You know, one of the things that I always loved about uh, our people in Colorado, no offense, Phoenix, you're great, but, you know, we're here. So it's a little easier, but in Colorado for over 20 years, uh, you guys have been supporting us uh, as and in, in KHNC and, and the Patriot Trading Group together, uh, and now we're going to make it even easier. So all of you, and I know there's so many of you. I didn't, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't know there was this many uh, as we were gearing up towards expansion and adding an office up there in Colorado. I've been just overwhelmed by the amount of phone calls of people that have said, Joe, I've been listening to you for years, man. You know, some of them were going back, to, you know, obviously with Eric, but some even called and said, hey, I was listening when Robbie was around. I mean, that far back, I mean, Robbie, that was like the 90s. Come out. March the 10th, 11 to 2 at KHNC, uh, 2 South Parish Avenue, uh, is the address right there in downtown Johnstown. Uh, and and say hello, and, and uh, let's get to know each other. I think it's going to be great. You, you, that way you can put it back where you found it. You know, we're just so much more than a company.
company that sells gold and silver. Think about it, really, when you think about it. You get entertained, right? You get this show, the website, and all the information and all the things and all the education that we try to provide. I mean, it's it's more than just how much did this cost? Even though, you know, as you know, we're, I mean, we're right there. Uh, but but putting it back where you found it, I hope I hope you come. I I want to see all of you out there, uh, and, and let's just have a great time on March the tenth up there in Colorado. And uh, boy, if you call I me, mean, it's the first day of March. I mean February, man, just like that. Of course, you know there's a few less days, uh, but but February has flown by. We did get new car sales today. We got jobless claims today. Jobless claims. The lowest level since 1969, and it really doesn't matter. Because most of the new jobs, you're not allowed to file for jobless benefits. So, uh, and we talked about that last week, but now it's gotten even lower. We're down to 1969 levels. Uh, and, and, of course, that just creates confusion because they don't want to admit that the models that, they've, that they created, that they told us, were the gospel. This is the financial gospel, and we just can't understand why it's not working. And that happens because really smart people, and I've always said this, and, and, and I only say it because I've, I only know a couple really smart people. And, and I do believe uh, the reason why I only know a couple really smart people is because really smart people have to hang out with really smart people because the, the people that aren't really that smart get annoyed. Because they don't have any common sense. And, and so the smartest person that I know, and, and when I mean smart, I'm not talking about, you know, hey, listen, I can talk financially with anybody. You know, I would have no problem going toe-to-toe with Jay Powell, the new Federal Reserve chief. But that's because I do a lot of, of research I've done. But I'm talking smart. Right? People that read the dictionary for fun. One of my brothers, by the way, uh, I have three brothers. I'm now two out of three of my brothers are now customers. I finally got the smartest of all of my family members. Uh, went in, uh, matter of fact, he made a purchase uh, just the other day. And he's the smartest kid I know, and he's got no common sense. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll bring you up to speed when we get back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll-free number. Really excited. I'm looking forward to heading up to to the front range and seeing everybody. And I really mean it. I do. I want to see if you've never bought from us ever, but you've listened to the show. Come, come and say hello. Become part of the family. I think you're going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope to see everybody up there on March 10th uh, talking about what's happening today. So Jay Powell's testifying in front of Congress uh, for the second day. I guess they took a day. I don't know what happened yesterday. You had to take a time out, regroup. Uh, Tuesday, he scared everybody about inflation, apparently. I didn't hear that. But, you know, they, they the people that somehow are, I don't know, body language experts or maybe they're linguistic experts said, no, no, yeah, he was, you know, worried about the economy overheating. 
Today, apparently, he's not. So that that was kind of... <laughs> and again, it, 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 it's all made for TV. It, and, and of course, gold's down today. It was down Tuesday, too. Remember saying that anytime this happened, we know it with the Federal Reserve. It's all deliberate and on purpose. It really doesn't matter what they say. Uh, I actually think it's just created a great opportunity. Gold and silver both, I think, are at the bottoms again. You know, gold's uh, 1306, 1307. Uh, silver actually is back almost to 13 and a quarter, but it, or 16 and a quarter. Uh, got down real close to about 1610 or so, uh, which has kind of been the lows there. Just another way to, to buy for less. Why not? Really, especially when you when you really listen to what Jay Powell is saying. So I was listening for a good about forty five minutes. Uh, then I had to get on uh, and do the show. He he's a little a little more plain spoken than the predecessor. I mean, Alan Greenspan. You know, you know, no one ever knew what he said. It's funny now that he is no longer the Fed chief. You can understand everything he says very perfectly. Right, Bernanke and Yellen were were you know evasive at best. Uh, Jay Powell's a little more direct. I think he's trying not to be, uh, which I hope he doesn't. I, I hope he stays being you know tell the truth. I mean, life would be so much easier if people just told the truth, and if we just used a little common sense. You know, I was thinking about all of the. You know, you heard the announcements out of Dick's, who, by the way, you know what was funny about the, you know, they're no longer selling the, the assault machine guns, whatever you want to call them, assault weapons. Dick's hasn't sold those for like six or seven years. <laughs> but they wanted to make an announcement to, you know, I guess make some political statement. Uh, Walmart now says, hey, we're not going to sell handguns or, or guns to people under the age of 21. And, you know, you can't drink unless you're 21. But yet you can go to war and do these things. And we've had those. You know what's funny? You know what? The, why, if that's the case, let's just for one second, not that I believe it is, but let's go with it, that the, the, the reason why the 21 thing that they're doing, I, I don't know what that's supposed to do, but, but let's just say, hey, there's a reason for it, right? You know, you're not really... A, a grown up now until you're 21. Well, it could be if you you know 26 uh, for Obamacare, but why would we then allow all of our youth to rack up record-breaking amounts of debt, starting when they're 17 and 18 years old? not really understanding what the long-term ramifications of that debt is, especially when, hey, listen, you don't need have to pay it back. You can borrow it now, but pay it back later. I don't hear anybody talking about that. Listen, and obviously what happened at, at the school in Florida, and all of them, they're tragedies. 99.99% of them, at least the way I see it, and of course, listen, I, you know, I don't know everything about it. This shouldn't have happened. Especially this last one. I mean, I mean, how many more times did they have to call the, the police on this kid? Right? And the FBI, right? It's ridiculous. But think about it for a second. 
we let all of these kids, you know, I'm thinking about my, my oldest son, he starts college here in, next August. And they would throw thousands, tens of thousands of dollars at him. By the time he was done, right, he could easily, easily rack up a hundred grand plus, no problem. Without really understanding anything about being a real adult, it, it's amazing. Of course, here's the difference, right? The bankers make a lot of money on that, and, you know, this is their big thing of, uh, you know, I guess the new, new economy. Everyone's got to go to college. That's another thing. All these all these companies that are hiring uh, or allegedly hiring, and they, oh, we need a college degree for jobs that don't need anything more than common sense. It's ridiculous. It's just, you know, if we're going to do that, then we really need to relook at what this country really is about. Uh, and allowing for all of this, and the only reason why I bring it up is one person in the on the committee today that was asking questions to Jay Powell asked about student loan debt, and he gave some figures. You know, the official number is eleven percent are in default. He goes, everybody knows, and and this was a Federal Reserve's own because they give forbearance to people that, hey, you're supposed to pay, but you, you we're going to let you not pay for X amount of years. The real number's at already at 22%, and the Federal Reserve said by 2023 it's going to be at 40%, and of course by that time the student loan bubble is going to be $3 trillion. And, and Jay Powell... And they were talking about uh, the what to do about it. Like, you know, and the guys questioned. It wasn't, they didn't question the lunacy of loaning that type of money to kids that really, let's face it, especially today, we are in the coddling, baby, babying of our kids. You know, they're not adults. And it's our own fault. But they're not. They don't know how to handle money. They just go to mom and dad for everything and whatnot and so forth. His question was, do you see this affecting the ability for people to buy homes? That was really his question. And, of course, Jay Powell was like, absolutely, yes, it's a problem. And then he went on to say, "I don't. What I don't understand was why we don't allow these people to be able to file bankruptcy on their student debt and not have to pay it anymore." Was, but you know, and then he said, "But that's a policy issue. That's really not my 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 department." Uh, but yeah, I don't understand it. I'm going to tell you why, Jay. Uh, because that's my money. That's all of our money, and yeah, trillions of dollars of not being repaid. What does that really say? Why why would we pay back anything then? If forty percent of the people, you know, I guess you know what? I guess here's where we're getting to. I guess this is really it. We're getting up to, and I've heard Trump mention a few. They're getting ready to do it, and I, I it's not going to happen this year or next year, but sometime in the 2020s. I guess this will be one of my Eric predictions. We're going to allow everybody to stop paying on their student loans. <laughs> Why not? 
Well, I feel sorry for the people that are paying, right? I mean, it's you sh- and I was listening clear as the day. He just Jay Powell couldn't understand why it is we just don't allow them not to pay because you know why, Jay? I'm gonna make it real simple. Why? Because once we allow some people not to pay, then nobody pays. Uh, and remember, we don't count that on the debt. But I want you to know that. You know, that that's that, that the government promises we're going to get back. So uh, keep that in mind. But Jay Powell, the big announcement out of so far, so far, and I'm sure it'll change as the day goes on, was they asked specifically about where he felt wages were going and if inflation wage inflation was here and how bad is it and and his answer today was different than his answer Tuesday he said today that there are no decisive signs of wage inflation and really he, he what he really said was I know that people are talking about it but at the Federal Reserve, we don't see it. That, that's what he said. And I'm thinking about, you know, of course, they don't see anything there. Right? What do you see? The only thing they seem to see is Goldilocks. But he said that they at the Federal Reserve do not see any decisive signs of wage inflation. And then he added that they really didn't expect to see a decisive sign. He said, you know, wages are growing, you know, two, two and a half percent, and they kind of felt like that was going to be the way. Uh, that was uh, different than his remarks two days ago. We don't see any strong evidence yet of decisive move up in wages. We see wages by a couple of measures trending up a little bit. But most of them continue to grow around 2%. Nothing is suggesting to me that wage inflation is at a point of accelerating. <laughs> so, yeah, according to, it's not even going up. I guess that kind of fits what I've been saying, which is, you know, yeah, they kind of really made this whole thing a lot bigger than what it really was. I would expect that some continued strengthening in the labor market can take place without causing inflation. So back to the Phillips curve. They can't help it. Listen, they're they're textbook people. And again, the Phillips curve is fine. If it was if hiring was like it used to look at the jobless claims the lowest today since 1969. Heck, we may get under 200,000 claims. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you this, we will get there eventually because nobody really hires people the way they used to anymore. Most, most jobs are now some form of contract. Those jobs aren't allowed to file for jobless claims. Those jobs are also twice as likely. That's where you fire first. And you don't even fire. You just say, eh, we don't need you this week. And this is why 
there's all this slack in the they they say the unemployment rate four point one percent, but is it? It's not the four point one percent of nineteen sixty nine, I can tell you that. And so when you start looking at what is real out there, this is what the big issue is, and this is what has helped perpetuate this massive bubble in the bond market. Because the Federal Reserve lacks common sense. They asked him about deficit. And, and I'll say this, all of the questions about deficit, there must have been Republicans. I, re- I, I was listening but not looking. Uh, but they were talking about, you know, the the benefits and, and what's it going to cost us. And, and his comments were, this is going to be very bad for America down the road. Right? We need, we are not on a path of fiscal sustainability. We need to get on the path. However, that's down the road. Well, I'm going to tell you what the path really looks like. Big announcements out of J.C. Penney about jobs. We'll talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now... Here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The mainstream media had a field day in January reporting on President Trump's alleged use of coarse language in a closed-door meeting in the White House. According to one tally, CNN repeated that offensive word 195 times in a single day, including 22 times in a single hour, not including its display on the Chiron across the bottom of the screen. The initial report was denied by the president, and his denial was corroborated by two U.S. senators and a cabinet secretary who, unlike the media, were present in the meeting. But all the fuss over coarse language reinforced the point that Trump was making, that we should be much more selective about the immigrants and others that we allow to enter the United States. Whether or not Trump used a bad word to describe impoverished countries, which have been plagued by political systems that do not reward hard work, Trump is right that most of the people living there are not prepared to immigrate here without imposing a burden on Americans. Most of the people in the rest of the world just don't have the skills to support themselves in our high-tech society. Too many Americans have been misled by the sentimental myth that our immigration policy is, or should be, based on a poem that includes the lines, Give me your tired, your poor, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. In fact, that poem does not reflect the purpose of the Statue of Liberty, and it was only hung in the visitor's lounge many years after the statue was erected and dedicated. In 1883, when Emma Lazarus wrote her famous poem, America could accommodate millions of poor immigrants willing and able to work at low wages, but that's simply not true anymore. Such jobs are disappearing fast in our economy, and we've built a vast safety net so that our own low-skilled citizens can live in dignity without working. The reality is that unchecked immigration from third-world countries is unfair and harmful, not only to American citizens, but also to immigrants seeking a better life. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. And here's, Jabe, I'll give you a little more comments. Here's why there's no wage inflation. And I think he's right. I, I do on that part. I actually agree with Jay Powell that, yeah, there's not going to be this wage. There's inflation. Trust me, it's everywhere. It's just not where they want it to be. J.C. Penny is turning to a well-worn playbook to improve customer service according to reports the department store in order to improve customer service is going to convert full-time employees to part-time employees and then Hire more part-time employees. Yes, we figured it out. <laughs> I was asking Arlene during the break. I'm like, you know the you know that movie, The Officer and Gentleman, with Richard Gere, right? And his his buddy there was, you know, he's going to try to get his job back. I think it was at Montgomery Wards, but I I asked Arlene, she couldn't remember, and I was I was still too young then uh, to remember, but. Kind of like the same thing here. Yeah, no full-time employees at J.C. Petty's anymore. Uh, in order to allow them to, quote-unquote, flood the floor with employees, see? Starting March 11th. Now, I don't shop at Penny's, but maybe some of you that do, and I mean, people do, maybe shoot me a, shoot me an email. Let me know if this happens. You're going to find more associates in the stores over the weekend. Many full-time employees will be cut to 25 hours a week, down from the average of 35. Of course, 25, now they don't even have to pay you insurance. Wow. I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but by law, they wouldn't even have to do it. We are steering away from having any full-time associates, according to an insider at J.C. Penney's. They used one New York area store that now has only four full-time employees. <laughs> J.C. Penney's steadily has been cutting back the hours of its sales uh, sales staff over the past couple of years. And now they're giving up completely on full-time employees. They said that stores will need to hire around 10 to 15 part-timers. But payroll at the store will not increase. (laughs) Now that's the best part. Hey, listen, we're only going to pay the same amount. We're not going to spend any more money on payroll, but what we are going to do is have a whole lot of people just working part-time. Welcome to a new America. Now, so you can go to Penny's, 
right? Get your four hours in. Then you get in your car and and you put your Uber sign in the in the window and you start driving for them. And then uh, you go when you're done doing that, you can pick up a shift at McDonald's and we can talk about what a great economy we've got. I mean, it is. It's amazing. It's fascinating. And, and nobody wants to, you, they just don't want to talk about it. They want to pretend it's not happening. The unemployment rate, 4.1%. Jobless claims are the lowest since 1969. How is that possible? Oh, and by the way, Jay Powell today. Actually, I can see uh, unemployment rate going even lower without any inflation. Of course we can. Because you know why? He knows. He may not want to say it. I don't believe for one second that the Federal Reserve doesn't know the reason. They just don't want to say it. Well, the real reason is is what corporate America is really doing. And what they're really doing is if they need somebody that they can get on a contract, they'll do that. But why? I get it. You know, you think about... All of these jobs, from realtors to insurance agents to, I don't even know, the even the guys that are, you know what, these financial planners out there that work for these big companies, right? They're, they're not employees. <laughs> they're 1099 guys. They're, in, they're like little small business owners. And, and, uh, and it's really just what's the sign of the times, and they just don't want to get around to telling anybody what's really happening out there. And then they talked about the debt. What I would have loved to have heard, Chairman Powell, can you tell us what down the road means? I mean, how far down the road are we talking about? Because he was very, very clear, again, very clear. We are not on a fiscal, sustainable path. Then he said, we need to get on one. It was actually a little refreshing. I was like, whoa. And he said it with with some authority. And we need to get on one. Like, it almost sounded like, Hey, and we need to hurry up and get on it. But then the next sentence out of his mouth was, but, you know, but that's, that's longer term. That's down the road. I wonder how far down the road is he talking about? A year? Two? Three? Is it four years? And this is kind of the thing that Alan Greenspan was talking about this morning. He started talking about the problem in the debt market. We are in a bond market bubble. Okay, this was the guy, right, Mr. Irrational Exuberance. No one actually, you know, really kind of understood what it meant. Today, he just comes right out, it's a bubble. Remember, they don't see it yet, right? They can't see it. He said that bubble is beginning to unwind. Prices are too high. And when you talk that bond prices are too high, that means yields need to go higher. 
bond price when bond prices fall, yields spike. Bond prices move inversely, and and he said that according to his belief, not only is it a bubble, it's the most dangerous bubble we have seen. Hedge fund manager Paul Tudor Jones. I love those three three named guys, right? That means you're really rich. In an interview with Goldman Sachs, predicted something I don't think any of us are prepared for. I'm going to tell you what that is next. Well, I thought the bottom was in. I didn't think it would be in this fast. Silver's just gone positive. Uh, 16.32. Uh, gold's right behind it. Gold was gold was down. Really? Wow. Gold was down. I'm, i got to do math in my head. It was down 15 almost $16. Uh, right now, it's down 4 Uh And the and falling. So uh, right now, gold's at 13, 13, uh, make it 13, 14 now. Uh, silver's just hit, gone positive. As uh, Jerome Powell must have said something. I don't know what. Uh, but we'll pro- we'll talk about that one tomorrow. Talking about Alan Greenspan today. And here was a guy, and remember, before he became the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Alan Greenspan, he was, again, another an academic, without exception, brilliant, absolutely, like they all are, right? I know I get upset when I talk about Ben Bernanke's book because it's such a bunch of crap, but the guy's a super smart guy, right? Janet Yellen, right? Got to be one of the smartest women of all time. As far as, and I don't know if it's true or not, but what... What I've read about her, her notes were so good, they turned them into textbooks. I mean, they, right, they're, they're academic. Their inability to see what's right in their face is amazing. But remember, Alan Greenspan, before he became the Fed governor, he believed going back to the gold standard because he knew. Well, I mean, they all know. Fiat money is a bad idea. It bankrupts countries. It's what it does. And if the country goes bankrupt, what happens to the citizenry? It goes bankrupt with it. And now he's talking about bond yields. Uh, John Tudor Jones saying there's going to be a massive surge in yields. Bill Gross, the bear market in bonds has begun. Alan Greenspan just said, as long, I'll just tell you, as as real long-term interest rates rise, stock prices fall. It's pretty simple, right? The bubble, the, the stocks didn't create the bubble. The bubble was in the bond market. It caused the stock market bubble, and they're both going to correct. He said the last few weeks, the markets are responding to the tax cuts. He said his long-term view is rather dismal due to what he called gradual encroachment of entitlement spending 
on gross domestic savings. I'm going to tell you right now, that that ship don't fly with me. Well, I guess ships don't fly, they sail. (laughs) That dog don't hunt. You promised that you were fixing this problem. Right? Back in the 1980s, right before you, you fixed this problem and then became the new Fed governor or Fed chief of the United States. Now, granted, I, I don't want to pile on here because in the original bill, most people don't know this. This is going back, Ronald Reagan, I want to say it actually got passed, I want to say it was 1983. Don't quote me on that, but it was 82, 83, something like that. In the original language that Greenspan supported, there was supposed to be the lockbox, if you will. The original language was Congress was not going to be allowed to spend the money. See, but Congress knew that the deficits were going to start blowing up and they wanted to hide how bad the problem was, so they spent the money. And now, according to Alan Greenspan, now we're really in trouble. <laughs> because the entitlements, they've already started, blowing, but they really get ugly now. These next 10 years, entitlements get really ugly. And we're running record deficit. We're going to break records. 2019, we will break the all-time record for most amount of debt in a single year. Right? No war. No huge financial crisis. Right? No, no uh, housing. Well, I hope not. No housing crisis. Well, there's you know, not enough houses now to have a housing crisis. Just ask the realtors; they'll tell you. And everybody's now really just trying to pretend that it's not happening. And you can do the same. You can pretend. I like to pretend all the time. When I pretend, I'm about 100 pounds lighter, and I actually got hair on my head instead of on my back. But the realities are, that's not reality. And this is why, you know what, when you start hearing, you know, you start thinking about, the people that are talking about this, Alan Greenspan, Bill Gross, Paul Tudor Jones, Stanley Drunkenmiller, even Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, he was on the idiot box earlier this week. Long-term investors need to be in the stock market over the bond market because the bond market is going to be in big trouble. Which, in other words, what Warren Buffett is saying, hey, these yields are going to go way higher, which means bond prices fall, which means you don't want to be in them. And, and you start to realize, okay, I've got, to, I've got, we're at the crossroads here, right? They still want to believe Goldilocks is alive and well. I'm telling you, Goldilocks has died. Of course, Goldilocks is a fairy tale. And it's the same fairy tale the Federal Reserve's been trying to pull over our eyes for a hundred years. And guess what? It's starting to come to an end. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 
final segment on a Thursday, 800-951-0592. U.S. Silver Eagles, I'm going to put them on special today. Uh, They're $3.95. Take five bucks off a roll. $3.90 on rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles today at 800-951-0592. Still over 80 ounces. If you actually round up, 81 ounces of silver to buy an ounce of gold. There's a great article. I don't know if it's great or not, but an article up on our website today uh, by by one measure of the gold to silver ratio. Uh, they're saying silver is 78% uh, undervalued. You know my metrics. I you know I I think silver's you know about 25% undervalued, but somewhere between 25 and 78% undervalued. Put some away at 800-951-0592. I will say that Bill Miller, I mean, you, guy you, you don't know, but he's a monthly billionaire investor guy. He had a great quote today. Bubbles are necessary to bring capital into the market. <laughs> so then they can take it all away from you. Yeah, bubbles are necessary. That's right. like, you know, that makes sense. How do you get capital going? Let's create a bubble. And, and and that's exactly what they did. Unfortunately, the the smartest guys in the room, unfortunately, mostly lack common sense. And the guys that have common sense say, yeah, that bubble's, well, but most of them, and me included, that bubble, it's already popped. It's already happened. We don't know it yet because the, it's it's just a little leak right now, but when you start looking at what the tr- the new trajectory of the national debt is, there's only one way for it to go. And and the the, the realities are, it's forty plus years. We went essentially from you know the Paul Volcker Federal Reserve of the nineteen early nineteen eighties. Up until, you know, really up until last year, we lived in an era where they kept lowering the price of debt. And this huge, massive bubble is formed, and we gorged ourselves on it, because that's what they wanted. They love that the, the that we're going to run these massive deficits, because that's how they get growth. But now, the bigger the deficits, right, the more you add on, the less you get. And I'm kind of, I think we're kind of at this point here where from here on out, the more we add on, the worse it gets. And if that's true, you're definitely going to want to be in the market. Use some common sense today. U.S. Silver Eagles, 390. Not just because, you know what, we just, you know, tested this bottom again right near $16. That's been the bottom here. It bounced off of it. The gold to silver ratio, the fact that the the hedge funds, right, they they, they had uh, went all net long to drive the price down over the last week and a half. Now what they normally do, now they're going to go back in, drive it back up. They love to do it. Catch the bottom here, 390 a roll at 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour, one more day. Tomorrow's Friday. Everyone take care. Enjoy the rest of the day.